Welcome, everybody, to the unbelievable <laughs> 200th edition of the Metabolist 2 podcast. 200 episodes of this, our listener, and every one of them, every one of them, classic, classic podcast chat. Um, so we've reached this milestone, which is basically a random number in many ways. But anyway, we've reached this milestone. So we have something special for you today, listener. Which David is going to introduce. Oh, okay. Well, good morning, Ben. (laughs) (laughs) The different introduction just threw me entirely off after 199 normal introductions. It's it's the 200th episode. We're mixing it up. Yeah, 200. That's a lot lot of episodes, man. Well, I am David, and my co-host is Ben. And today we're going to try to see if we know each other's top 10 Doctor Who stories after 199 of these podcasts, you would think, you would hope that we would know each other fairly well, that we could predict what stories are on each other's top 10 lists. It's certainly possible that that could happen. And uh, if we go for 10 for 10, 10, for 10. I'm, I'm calling it here, we are retiring from podcasting. We have nothing more to say. We've exhausted the conversation between between us two and but if we if we don't reach that level of perfection we might have to continue on yeah with episode 300 firmly in our sights <laughs> we shall see we shall see we shall see we shall see what uh russell t davis comes up with in the uh 60th indeed. anniversary year indeed indeed do you want to kick us off david then i think so i think what i'll do is i will Posit a story on your list, and these are unranked. Yep. Uh, I think it was hard enough for, at least certainly for me, to choose just ten stories. Yes, yeah, it's, it's hard, but it's it's a it's a good, it's a good one. I really bogged down in my top twenty-five, and then it was uh, starting to get painful once I crossed. 15. It's so hard because they're, yeah. they're, all, they're all good. Well, it's just a snapshot of today. It's, it is a snapshot of today. Okay, all right. all right. You know what we should have done? We should have picked our top 200 stories. Yeah, well, we could have had a three-day podcast to celebrate. And <laughs> <laughs> Three days. It's a 72-hour long marathon yeah. podcast. Yeah, 72-hour podcast. Just us talking for 72 hours. Like a filibuster. A talking filibuster. A talking filibuster. <laughs> could just read the scripts out at that point and, but we well, that's true. but we are saving yeah. our listener from that calamity and uh instead uh i'm going to guess for my first story on your list that yes uh the green death is on there well you know me well the green death is right on there in my top 10 yay. um yay um because it's a classic uh it's a classic of classic who it's got everything um everything i like um, pretty much everything I like about Classic Who, and it's uh, it's an episode that made a great impression on me as a child, and um, continues to do so because it's 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 very little. To, the only thing only thing that's wrong with Green Death is some of the CSO is not is not as is not as sharp as one might like it to be, but otherwise there's nothing wrong with it. Mm-hmm. It's all good. It's all good. It's 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 a great 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 story. And the monsters, which is one of your uh, key points of watching Doctor Who. I think you enjoy the giant maggots. I do enjoy the giant maggots very much. Um, it's also one of my, um, uh, I, I don't know what I'd call them, but one of my own personal missing episodes. I think as regular listeners to this podcast will will remember, um, again, as a child, um, I was subjected to having to go away on vacation 
at various points in the year, which made me have to miss Doctor Who, which was a nightmare. So on transmission, I never saw the final episode of The Green Death. Yes. So I read the novelization, of course, and therefore had a very, very strong idea of what that final episode looked like. And um, I, I think, actually, I only really, I only saw the final episode when it got released on, um, on VHS. That makes sense. I'm not sure how you could have seen it before then. Exactly. I don't think it was repeated because um, I think it was too long. Um, so there's a lot of interlocking aspects of The Green Death that make this a kind of very exciting and important story for me as a, as a human. Excellent. Perfect. Yes. It's a great piece of oh, Doctor and, Who. Uh, uh, the other thing, I very recent, well, not recently, a couple of years ago, I was very fortunate to buy a very tiny piece of the fly <laughs> from the sixth episode. Um, yeah, there's a. Do you have I, that I, framed I can, on the wall somewhere? Or? I totally do have that framed on the wall. Um, I'm trying to remember. It's, it's Matthew Doe. I can't remember. He, he's the he's a you know one of the main dealers in kind of Doctor Who artifacts. Mm. And I think he was involved with Mike Tucker in restoring the fly, which is actually current. I think currently for sale on the, uh, the prop store. Uh, if you want to buy it, uh, it must be a pretty penny. Uh, it's like ten thousand pounds or something. So a little bit, little bit um, beyond my reach. But in that restoration process, bits of it fell off, um, and Matthew <laughs> was selling selling bits of it. So I have a very tiny, probably a couple of centimeters inch long piece of fly framed. Excellent. Yeah, I know. When Katie Manning was at Gallifrey in, was it 2018, did you get her signature on anything? I did not, no. Mm. Um, that was my first Gallifrey, and I, I was not properly queued up for that. Um, I really hope she's, she's able to come again, because, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, you know, she's a, such, a, such a great person. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, yeah. Fa- a, a, a fantastic, a, fantastic lady. Exactly. Well, that's enough about the Green Death. I'm going to go for... Uh, for for David, I'm going to go with the Abominable Snowman. Ooh, I did not choose that one. Ah, oh, why not? The reason I didn't is because there's only one episode extant in a visual format, and uh, although I do love the original Yeti, I don't have a firm enough grasp on the story, even with telesnaps, to have that bump out something that's complete so i think that was one of the ones that i had to make a heartbreaking uh, decision on but that that is why because of sadly incompleteness okay all right well was that a kind of a rule that you've no uh all the way through uh, there are uh, spoilers there were some that were incomplete that i did put in but i i did have to uh I had to make some tough choices, and the Abominable Snowman was definitely in the top 20, but it didn't make my top 10. And presumably you're looking forward mightily to the uh, animation coming out later this year. Sure, yes. Uh, I'm looking, as our listener will know, uh, I'm looking forward to animation as more probably for the Telesnap reconstruction than the the actual animation and the VAM. And the bam, yeah. Well, which is, I, I mean, just a just a you know a relay um, information picked up at Gallifrey One last week. Um, Gary Russell entirely agrees with you. He was saying that again, all of his produced animations are not the animation is the hook to kind of get people interested, but what he's doing is presenting as full as is possible version of mm-hmm. every, every every version mm-hmm. of the show. So 
yeah. which is which is good. I thought that was a good a, a good way to describe mm-hmm. it. So I am looking forward to the DVD Blu-ray release, but uh, mostly for the VAM, the documentary, and ex- yeah, yeah. especially the Telesnap reconstruction, the official yeah. reconstruction, because yeah. there's a lot of surviving pictures of the abominable snowmen taken on the Snowden Valley filming location. There was. Uh, a library in Wales that has hundreds, hundreds of photos from its production. So I'm hoping oh, that the BBC will incorporate, uh, if not all of them, a significant number of them into at least the reconstruction of scenes where it took place on location. Interesting. Interesting. But uh, a good, good hunch because the location, the location filming is always a big hook for me and my love of Doctor Who. So right. uh, hard to beat the mountains in Wales. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So for my next story, I'm, I'm just going to choose the easy ones here for, at first. Robots of Death. You know, um, Robots of Death is not on my list. <laughs> I am stunned. I, you know, I, I, wow. I, it's, it's, it should be on my list, but I, like you, it's really, it's, really, <laughs> I'm, it's, I'm speechless, it's, Ben. It's, it's really hard. I mean, it, it, okay, all right, okay, let's, 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 um, let's, let, it, it is on my list, but it isn't on this list. Mm-hmm. It's not in your top ten for today. Yes, I mean, what, what I wanted to do is, is try and create a good spread mm-hmm. across all eras of Doctor Who, which of course I failed because. There are some eras that I don't really enjoy that much, and it's 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 so. <laughs> so it's, there's no no Eric Sayward uh, stories on your list. Not really, no. Um, it's it's so hard. It's so hard because I mean I wanted I wanted to include New Who as well. Uh-huh. So there is um there's a smattering of New Who in my list, but no, I, I mean yeah, also yes um, because as again as our listener might know, I I do have an artifact from that show. You do. Um, which I'm looking at right now. He's staring back at me. Oh, my my lovely my lovely robot head. Are the eyes glowing red because you didn't the choose? Eye, the <laughs> eyes are glowing red with anger. And if he had a body with arms and hands, he'd be threatening to 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 strangle me right now. Kill the podcaster. Kill the podcaster. Kill the podcaster. Kill the podcaster. Um, <laughs> All right. So no, it's, it's, again, I you know it's 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 hard. It's very it is, hard. It so is. tough yep. choices were yep. made. All right. You're, tough tough choices. Yeah, and that step? was a and that was a tough choice. Um. So my next guess for you, um, just going down the going down the list here, City of Death. It is not again. <laughs> oh my God! I I don't know you. I don't know you at all. <laughs> Who are you? Uh, the reason why it didn't make my list is it has the wrong Romana in it. It does have the wrong Romana in it. A, a tru- <laughs> That's why spoiler alert is not on my list. <laughs> because I am partial to Mary Tam, and who isn't? It is kind of a fluke of season seventeen. It is very Douglas Adamsy. It's. Um, also very Graham Williams-esque, but it isn't one of my all-time favorites, I guess. It's it's certainly uh, in the upper um, part of Doctor Who. It's even in the upper part of Tom Baker for me, but it's one of the stories I think fandom really loves that I, maybe being contrarian, don't love quite as much as the normal Doctor Who fan. So it, Interesting. It, um, right. it's a great story, a wonderful story. Julian Glover is 
you know, Chef Kiss brilliant in it, but it's a, it's a very beautiful story, probably. I I, mean, <laughs> I don't yep. know. Uh, not on the list. We're not fair. On the list. No, that's that's a fair analysis. So yes, you, you've got one hit. <laughs> I've got two misses. It's like Battleship here. It is like Battleship exactly. All right. So the next one I have on is, and I have less confidence in this now. Whoa. Uh, Voyage of the Damned. Oh, Voyage of the Damned. Um, that's not on my list. It. it, oh. it it, it possibly Splash. should. It possibly should be, but um, it's it's a great story. Um, I have New Who on my list. I do not have Voyage of the Dam. What was your thinking behind that? Because it's, I think, your favorite Russell T. Davis Christmas special. It, it, it is, but I'll have to say, I'm not a big fan of Christmas specials per se. To be honest, hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I mean, I know why Russell did it, right? Um, and I applaud him for doing that. But the thing about the Christmas special is, one, they have to shoehorn Christmas into it all the time, which is nice, but, you know, there's that. The other thing about the Christmas special is that they're watched with a large group of people. True enough. So it is actually quite hard to concentrate on a Christmas special at its first viewing. Mm -hmm. And that has, over the years, meant that the Christmas specials are probably less fixated. Fixated, wrong word. They're less fixed in my mind as they should be, so... Huh, okay. Yeah. I just thought Bernard Cribbins, uh, Bernard Cribbins, Tennant, yep. RTD, Kylie Minogue, you know. Yep. yep. Um, uh, it's a big the, miss. All the other. That's uh, Yeah, that's a miss. That's a miss, I'm afraid. All right. So your turn. Uh, my turn. Going down the list, I have Tomb of the Cyberman. You are correct. Yeah. <laughs> a hit. A hit. Uh, the reason for to- yeah, the reason for Tomb is it opened my eyes up for the Troughton Doctor when that came out on VHS. That Doctor Who, I had seen everything uh, extant, I guess, and I was dipping into the VHSs on that. I saw that on the PBS wireless catalog, and it was something I had never seen before. And Doctor Who had been off the air for. Uh, a few uh, a, a few months a, a little bit of while and so i ordered that and i was just amazed by it and it was the first complete Troughton story that i really got into so i love cybermen i love the jamie victoria second doctor time team and it just is a it's a short, quick four-part story that maybe not the most uh, sensical plot. Cybermen plots never really make that much uh, they don't. sense, but it's enough to keep me going, and it's a hammer pastiche, and it just works really well <laughs> well for me. It's a, it's a comfort who. It's, a, it's just kind of a fun Cyberman romp with over-the-top characterizations and characters. I, and it's got some great location filming as well. It does. It begins there. And uh, I think Pip Madeley pointed it out that they stop the incidental music right at the moment when they blow open the tomb entrance, which is always now makes me laugh every time I, I see it. So there's there's bits in it. I love the little speech that the doctor gives to Victoria, remembering his family. Uh, I you know It's a problematic piece uh, with uh, racial depiction stereotypes, but overall... It has a strong nostalgia piece for me. Yeah, good. Yep, I, I agree with all of that. It's a, it's an excellent one. Okay. Well, I'm going to try again with a new Who story okay. here. And Human Nature, Family of Blood. And that is, a, that, is a, that is a definite hit. I counted that as one story. Yep. 
And um, yeah, it's, it gets me every time. It's, it's weird. I mean, I, I, I'm not, as I've said this before, I'm not a huge fan of Paul Cornell's writing mm-hmm. um, for anything, unfortunately, in general. But when he dials back and the, the, the kind of sentimentality and the, uh, uh, the whimsy and the, uh, the fanishness of his writing, he can be really, really good. And I think, I think actually the process of translating this story to TV really, really enhanced it. Um, and despite, um, you know, I think our regular listener will remember, there are some kind of unintentionally hilarious bits in it. It is the, 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 the emotional intensity of the story is, is very, very strong. It's got Martha in it, who's, I think, my favorite New Who companion, mm-hmm. really. Mm-hmm. David Tennant, who is the, the kind of gold standard for New Who doctors in many ways. And it's a two-parter, gives the story time to breathe. Yes. And it's beautifully acted. As I said, you know, there are some bits in it where it's like, oh, really? But <laughs> and there's two bits. So one, the, the very end where everybody's getting completely soaked by rain, but not actually mentioning that at all. I think that's kind of amusing. Um, and then the scarecrows when they're shambling towards the machine guns. Oh, okay, that's a little bit... um. Uh, incoherent um, thematically, but otherwise, no, absolutely brilliant. The scene where the where the Doctor has a flash forward of his life as John Smith um, mm. to death is gets me every time. Mm. Very, very good. Mm-hmm. Very good. Excellent. And did you read the Virgin New Adventure when it came out? I did. I did. I did. I did. Um, and did you it, like it, it at the time? <laughs> yes and no. You know, I mean, there there are. They're an interesting read, actually. I mean, having gone to a Virgin New Adventure panel at Gallifrey One and also picked up the David Howe history of the New Adventures, I'm thinking about maybe revisiting some of them. They were a difficult read at the time because there were, there were a lot of them, and I read them quickly because I needed to get right. through them. So anyway, yeah, that one really didn't stick with me that well. Sounds like you need to go visit your uh, storage locker. A storage in... unit, which, which is where they all are. That is actually one of my plans when I go to the UK next week, is visit, visit the old storage locker. Excellent. Right, um, moving swiftly on, okay. I'm, going to, uh, I'm going to say Spearhead from Space. No, not at all. Oh, not, not at all? Not at all. <laughs> oh, God. I, I would thought the, the fidelity of the, of the filmed of having it being shot on 35mm film, whatever the hell it was shot on, would be, uh, uh, would be, would be very exciting for you. No, it's a fluke. It's, a, it's a, an abomination. <laughs> it, sticks, it sticks out like a sore thumb. And not only that, the, the location sound is really difficult to hear a lot of times. It's very echoey. It's like our podcast <laughs> at times. Um, the sound quality, it isn't studio sound quality. It's not location wow. sound quality. So... It's never really resonated well with me. If I if I had to choose one of Bob Holmes' Aten stories, I guess I would choose uh, Delgado's debut with Terror of the Aten's. If you had to, if I had to, and neither neither are on my uh, neither are on your list. Okay, that's a that's that's good because the other one isn't isn't on my list. Well, okay, I, again, only uh, only one hit for me so far. All right, darn, darn it, uh, the towns of Wang Chiang. Yes, you are correct. The Towers of Wen Chiang is on my list. Now, I'm, we're not going to rehash what's wrong with it. No. We're just going to talk about what's right with it, which is everything else. 
Yeah. Did you? <laughs> Simply. Did, you, did I ever give? Simply put. <laughs> did you ever get a chance to see the CGI rat in the Blu-ray stuff? Yes. Um. I I believe that was. If it's not on YouTube, it was on YouTube. I have seen it. Um. Again, our listener will remember how I am resisting getting the Blu-rays because mm-hmm. really. I've got enough. Um, but that would be a strong, strong, strong inducement um, to getting the Blu-rays to have the rat. Um, it's, though, I mean, I like the fluffy rat. The fluffy, I mean, it's, as I said, apart from what's wrong with it, everything else is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and even what's wrong with it for its time is also pretty good. And, you know, we've talked about how, you know, it is a pastiche of the kind of thrillers that someone like Bob Holmes would have read as a child and, and as a teenager. So it is a reflection of the uh, racial mores of you know, the early 20th century, really, in many right. ways. What young Bob grew up with. That young Bob grew up with. And then, you know, we, again, as we know, Bob was also a policeman. Mm-hmm. So the funny police stuff in it, as I said, there's something wrong with it. But everything else that isn't that thing is amazing. The things I really love in it is the uh, bravada of Louise Jamison's Leela in that story. And I think she just comes into her own in talents. I think it's a really, really stellar piece of her acting throughout. Yeah. And I just love the change of costume. Oh, yeah. One of, one of the things that, you know, I dislike about the 80s is the, you know, the, the kind of superhero costuming of certainly the Doctor. Um, and Literally uniforms. Yes, exactly. And then also, to be honest, the way that, that that's, that's been happening in the Chibnall seasons, mm-hmm. where the Doctor really doesn't change her clothes. Mm. They are slightly different colors. Yep. Um, and so uh, with Talon's, the, the complete change of costume, you know, again, it's, you know, they, they splurged all the money mm-hmm. so that Graham Williams coming in was like, oh, hang on, I've got no money. But it's, it's all there on the screen and it's fantastic. Yeah, wonderful. Okay, again, moving swiftly on. Uh, for you, I've got Ark in Space. Uh, bing, 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 bing. Uh, I knew it, I knew it, I knew it. I love the Ark in Space. I think we've said before, it's Bob Holmes that is most optimistic about humanity. He's a new script editor of Doctor Who. And this is him being positive about the future of Earth and uh, the innate goodness of humanity. And even though when Noah is taken over by Wirren, he still has that element of humanity and that self-sacrifice at the end. I love the... Murray Leach set designs. I love this time team. This is my absolute favorite time team. This is where I came in with Tom Baker, Liz Sladen, and Ian Martyr. And I think it works brilliantly on pretty much all levels. I'm super partial to first episodes where it's just a time team exploring, getting themselves into trouble, getting themselves out of trouble. Fabulous. I like that it comes so early in Tom Baker's tenure, too. So it really lets those characters and that team gel. And it just is a beautiful piece of Doctor Who storytelling that is wonderful and i really love the ark in space it's it's it often is uh, at the number one of my all-time who stories it is and I, I mean i didn't put it a uh, spoiler alert, i didn't put it on my list because i had a little bit of a rule that i'm not going to kind of cross-pollinate the list <laughs> but it's 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 um yeah and i i cheerfully could have watched a whole four episodes of the team 
boringly explore an abandoned space mm-hmm. space station. Um, that first episode is just, it's, as I said, you know, it's a, they, they could have stretched that into six episodes of them just walking about, finding things. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. Yep. Love it, love it, love it. Yep. yep. Right. For my next guess, I'm going to say The Demons. Good. That's a good, that's a good guess. It's not on there. Oh. Not on there. I thought the height of Pertwee would be certainly on your list, but no. There is definitely a few more Pertwees on my list. Um, it's it's up there. I'll have to say I enjoy the novelization so much more than the actual story, mm. and it's really the novelization that kind of stuck in my head. And when I finally got to see the demons, which is again only when it was released on on VHS in the nineties, right. I was slightly disappointed. Um, you know, the VHS is not the greatest quality. I don't like something that's five episodes. Um, I, I, it's either six or it's four. Something that's in between worries me and makes me anxious. But it's a cracker of a story. The the unit team really has never been better, especially in relationship with, with the with the master. But it just falls out of the top oh. ten. Just falls out. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. What's your next guess? Well, um, in the same era, I thought I'd give you I'd give you another pert to to work with. Um, we've got the Sea Devils. No. Okay. It is not. I love the music, but I'm not a big fan of the Sea Devils. I guess so. Ooh. It just uh, it's uh, not didn't make my list. Goodness. So I'm you're not sorry. looking forward to the the Easter special then? Oh, with uh, Whitaker Doctor in the Sea Devils? I'm mm-hmm. sure. I'm. I'm. I think it'd be fun. <laughs> I sure. Yeah. Fine. Yeah. I, I, just the Sea Devils. Uh, location filming. A lot of location filming. Yeah, I I, yeah. I need to catch up. I need to watch uh, the last two uh, New Year's specials and Flux before I get to the Easter special. So I better get cracking on that. Oh, so I was I was talking about the the the, the original Sea Devils. A lot of location filming in the in the original. Oh yeah, yeah, with the Royal Navy and uh, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, no, f- yeah, fair. I, I don't know. I don't know. It's just uh, one the, one that's sort of that, not on your radar or my sonar as as oh, you on your sonar. Bing, bing. Right. Okay. Fine. Right. Yeah. M- moving on. I I'm going to lob that back to you, and now I I know you're going to bat it away. The Sea Devils. Ah, uh, was it on your it list? It was. It was. Uh, it was. Spoiler alert. Its companion <laughs> may or may not be on my list. Uh. It was. That was a. That was a hard. That was a hard choice. Um, the Sea, the sea Devils nearly gets there, um, but doesn't. Uh. In fact, I think I and probably... I that, was, that was like your entry into Doctor Who, and I thought surely that must be nostalgia I, I, alone would carry that. I think probably I put it on your list because it wasn't on my list. <laughs> How could it not be on my list if it was right? There you go. <laughs> uh, um, it's, 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 it's fine. Uh, yeah, it is my, it is my entry. Um, and again, I think in some ways it falls down because, again, I didn't see it again right. until it got repeated, I think. I think it was repeated in the 80s. The novelization stuck so strongly in my head that actually seeing it in real life is, is not disappointing, but too different. And I think that kind of knocks it down a couple of points. All right. Okay. All right. Um, oh, yeah, it's you. You're, you're asking me. No, you, no, I, no. You, I, I did you, you ask you about you the sea devils. You did ask me. We, yes. we, we, right. we're, we're, we're basically talking about the sea devils. All right, okay, so the next one, Terror of the Zygons. Uh, yes, indeed. Uh, again, <laughs> a location, full location filming. But my favorite time team, it's the farewell to Harry Sullivan and the Brigadier. And I grew up in the 1970s, and I loved the Loch Ness Monster. <laughs> so this just kind of hit all the buttons for me. 
all the things I was really into as a kid. Right. Uh, John Woodruff as Broton is hilarious when he's being the Zygon. It just it makes me laugh. It's one of those uh, Doctor Who's that got really dark with the scene of Zygon Harry attacking Sarah up in the hayloft. Uh, it, it, it just kind of feels of its time, but also very future forward looking with I think this is a story where the brigadier uh, refers to a woman as prime minister. He does. I think he does, yeah. It's dealing with the Zygons wanting to climate change the earth and uh, warm it up. And if they just had to you know, wait 40 years, Yeah, they should have just sat around, sat around for a bit. Yeah, exactly. uh, uh, dependence on oil. Um, I just have warm and affectionate feelings towards the story, seeing it in, so many times. And this was... Uh, one of the last VHS releases and last DVD releases. And yeah. I literally wore out my off-the-air copy of this, and I was waiting for um, a commercial VHS release for it that was um, episodic. I think it. I think they did a, um, a cut-down they did, version. They did, a, they did a compilation, yeah, yeah. which is, yeah, yeah. So anyway, so yes, definitely on my list. Excellent. Um, I'm glad because I also think it's fantastic. Okay, I am going to venture forth the Keys of Marinus. Ooh. You know, it's yes. It's not. It is. Yes, uh, I mean, it's, I've never actually exposed my children to it again. Um, but as, again, as a regular listener, our regular listener will know, that's one of my favorite photographs of my kids watching Doctor Who is them glued to, to the <laughs> unimaginable horrors of the, of the planet Marinus. <laughs> is it it's, on it, your list, though? It's it's not it's not it's it's Ugh. not on my list. No. It's not on my list. It's, I'm I'm afraid it didn't it did not make it Ugh. on on my list. I mean, you know, it's it's hard it's hard to pick the good ones. It is. Um, yeah, it's 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 ah oh, goodness. Um, <laughs> um, it's not on there. It's not okay. on there. I'm afraid. I, not yeah. so much for story reasons. I thought uh, the old heartstrings sentimentality would would get true, you. But true, true, but true. No. no, I mean it's not. It's I mean I I mean I'm excited to be gifted the recent um, Vord plus Chesterton um, <laughs> uh, action figures for my birthday by my lovely family, and that's exciting to have those in my collection. But it's not. It's because it's just so bizarre that that's <sighs> even a thing that you can buy. Um, <laughs> it is truly, <laughs> truly. It's like what. But no, sadly, it it did not make did not it's you know it's up there. It didn't make the top ten though. Okay, all right. Yeah. Your next guess. Goodness. Okay. Um. All right. I'm 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 pushing the boat out a little bit here. Um. I'm gonna I'm gonna say the Daleks. No, no, that's, a, that's interesting. Why would you? Why 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 the Daleks? Because I wanted to, I wanted to pick a I wanted to pick a uh, a Hartnell, mm-hmm. and I wanted to pick a Hartnell that you would have seen the whole thing. Right. Good um, point. Yeah. And um, I thought, you know, David, he, you know, he's a he's an old school, he's an OG Doctor Who fan. Um, surely, surely, even though I'm, even though his dislike of the Daleks is, 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 <laughs> is very well documented, he'd give them a go for mm. their first their first outing with the original TARDIS team, everyone exploring an alien planet, and basically kicking off the. I mean, basically, that's where Doctor Who started. True, true, and and, and you loved the show. Mm-hmm. So you should honor its genesis. And I think if it was a four-parter, uh. I probably would go for it. It just stretches really long for me. I think episodes one and two, you got the episode one, again, the time team exploring on their own um, with that uh, amazing cliffhanger of the plunger 
bearing down on Barbara. And then episode two, we're inside the city and see the Daleks. Excellent. I just kind of fade off after that in my interest in it. It becomes very Terry Nation. It becomes kind of a twisted parody of resistance fighters and um, fighting fighting the bad guys i it's sort, of, it's sort of like what if the nazis were the resistant fighters and they were fighting the uh <laughs> fighting some people uh, people in wheelchairs right <laughs> or something i don't know but it uh, the, i think the first story it begins really well for me but you are right i am not uh, the daleks don't capture me as much as some of the other monsters and Ooh. um Okay. Yeah. No, no. Hats but, off to them, but no, it just didn't make my top ten. Fair enough. Well, looking at my chart here, we're three and three. Oh, okay. Well, that that's that's fair. You would think we would have done better after uh, 199 podcasts, but uh, I think, and I think, I think there's two more. There's two more to go for each of us. So let's see. Let's see who wins. All right. Uh, I am going back to Pertwee, oh, nice. and I'm going to say Death to the Daleks. <sighs> Well guessed, yes. Death to the Daleks is definitely there. Whew. Again, not not a very highly, uh, not <laughs> a very well regarded uh, story, I think in general. But um, really, kind of hits me slap bang in the middle when I started watching the show. I have very strong memories of it. Um, I just love the Daleks' ingenuity. You know, we we can't our, our laser guns, our laser, our Dalek blaster guns won't work. We'll just fit ourselves with machine guns, which we happen to have lying around. Uh, the again as a practice on the little mock TARDIS that we which have. we have <laughs> hanging about um, as a as an adult the tests to get yourself into the city of the Exilons don't seem that challenging no. um, but as a as a kid they seem whoa the doctor's never going to solve this uh, you know I love the whole Eric von Daniken thing when I was a kid and that fits in very nicely the music is super creepy and the first episode you know it's uh, we talked about the first episode of Ark. You know, the first episode of Death of the Daleks is very Terry Nation. We have to find out what's going on on a, on a creepy alien planet. Um, and there's Daleks and they explode and uh, there's human sacrifice. It, yeah, it's all, it's all there, basically. <laughs> it has everything. It has everything, yes. And it's the last true Dalek story. It is. It is before, again, a kind of standout classic, Genesis. But mm-hmm. our listener will, will remember this. We are slightly ambivalent on whether then Davros should appear in every episode of that involves Daleks going forward, which not... Yeah, and I think we come down and might have been better as a one-off. Less is more when it comes yeah. to the old old Mr. D, in in my opinion. A good guess. Um, I'm going to go straight on with you. I, we've only got two left, and I'm going to slam you with the reboss operation. No, no. Oh. Oh. It's a good one, though. And good, it's got, good story. And it has the proper Romana in it. It does. The beautiful Mary Tam. Uh, why not the Rebus operation? Um, no location. It's all studio. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's <laughs> didn't ca- well. It's this is not new in fandom, but it didn't capture me as a kid. Fair. I would opt for later, later key to time stories than Rebus operation. Damn. Okay, I did think about all of them. I mm-hmm. probably should have gone with something like Androids of Tara, maybe. Um, no. Or, okay, not that one then. <laughs> um, or, which or, is really good. Which or is, maybe uh, none one, of them. No, I, I did have a key to time or two key to time stories on my list. But, uh, uh, interesting. Okay, um, well, those I'm two. not going to change my list now. Um, so, okay, all right. Um, you are four up. 
Uh, you're one up on me. I'm three, you're four. I think I'm on my last one. Let me you just... You are. Okay, my very last guess. And I'm not going to go with Pyramid of Mars because I think you're going to think I have Pyramids of Mars on my list. So oh. I think by your rule, you're not going to put that on. So if you did have it on, I'm out guessing myself. And so I'm going to go into New Who. And oh, goodness. Okay. <laughs> and I'm going with Russell T. Davis again because you're a great admirer of him. And I was really struggling to find a RTD story that I would think that you would think is some of the best Doctor Who are in your own personal top ten. And I came up short. So then I'm going, well, what else would be there? And I think you like uh, RTD's big finale numbers. So I'm going to go with the end of Series 4, Stolen Earth and the Journey's End. Uh, not so much for the story itself, but for the cast of thousands. The entire RTD era summed up there at the end with the Sarah Jane Adventures and Torchwood and, and well, Donna. Well, that's a great guess. You're wrong. It's <laughs> not on my list. It's up there. It's up there. It's probably hovering around the top 20, maybe the top 30, mm. but it's not on the list, I'm afraid. Um uh, was why, Pyramids uh, on your list? Uh, pyramids is on my list. Oh, yeah. uh, Which means it's not one I'm going to ask you. I'm, so my <laughs> final one is not going to be Pyramids, I'm afraid. Uh, uh, okay, all right. So I did. That, that was on both our lists then. Okay, this this is my chance to <laughs> this is my chance to make it to make it level. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to go with the Brain of Morbius. No. Oh. Whoosh. <laughs> oh well. Absolutely not. <laughs> really? You don't like the Blade of Brain and Morbius? Why not? It's it's really good. It is a good story. It has Philip Madigan. It has yes. Sarah. Yes. It's it's stagey. It has a really yeah. bad edit in the first episode <laughs> that still sticks out to me. Uh it I I I don't think the sisterhood of Karn makes any sense. It just the story doesn't work for me and on any on any level, I guess. Whoa. And and probably to add insult to injury and go out on a low, it gave Chibnall the idea that we needed to explore the uh pre Hartnell doctors, which I'm not on board with at all. <laughs> oh true. Okay, I should have So guessed. I have a no, grudge yeah, against okay. it. Sorry I'm losing my voice now. <laughs> yeah, you need some. You need some of the sacred elixir to restore your yes, your youth. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Fair. Now that's a fair analysis. Um, so, I didn't think of the Chibnall thing. Mm. I'd be more flexible in my thinking. I would have realized that that was that. That's an extra another nail in its mm. in its coffin. Um, wow. Okay. Sorry about that. So, uh, I guess now uh, we have to turn around our little uh, battleship <laughs> trays since we uh, what was it four to three. Four to three. Yeah, you're the winner. Oh, well, thank you. Uh, what what were the uh, six I missed? You missed Pyramids of Mars. Yep. Uh, the Web Planet. Oh. Uh, the Silurians. Mm -hmm. Seeds of Doom. Huh. Uh, the Dalek Invasion of Earth. Oh. And the Deadly Assassin. Oh, all great stories. And yeah. we've even talked about some of them. Oh. Yeah. Right, for my list. Mm-hmm. I had Horror of Fang Rock. Oh, of course you love that one. Pyramids of Mars. Yep. The Stones of Blood. Ah, Stones. See, I don't like the Stones of Blood. That's why it wasn't on my list. Uh, the Power yeah. of Crawl. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, my. 
Wow. Location filming. Yeah. And Philip After a fashion. Uh. <laughs> it's, so, it's so funny. Uh, uh, anyways, uh, the Santaran experiment, again, location filming. Doctor Who and the Silurians. Oh, okay, right. Yep, so I think we clink glasses there. Yep. And the Web of Fear. Oh, you know, I had the Web of Fear on, an, on, on my first draft of your list, and I deleted mm. it. What tipped the web of fear over the abominable snowman is the Brigadier Factor and the right, Return. Right, the Return. Right. I was able the, to see so much, so much more right. of it. Well, yeah. almost all of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, interesting. Very, very interesting. So it seems like we don't really know each other that well. <laughs> we don't. We don't. After, after 200, 200 episodes, we still... Ugh. You are still a mystery to me in many ways. <laughs> An enigma wrapped in a conundrum. Exactly, exactly. Uh, as am I to you. So I, yeah. I think I think we need to carry on. I think we're <laughs> where I really didn't. I mean, obviously, you didn't have any uh, new who on there that I didn't guess. True. So I just thought you might have more new who on than you did. That was a surprise for me. Yeah. That, that was that was what was really throwing me. I think. Yeah. And I underestimated your ability to see through the ridiculousnesses of the key to time season. Because um, <laughs> to have two, have two, two stories from the key to time—that's that's major. I should have, I should have been more, more prescient there. Yeah, uh, Elliot just shakes his head and with disbelief that I like what I do in the key to time series. It's not in his. It wouldn't be one of his uh, no. coveted, coveted seasons. Yeah. Yeah, goodness. I think it comes down to Stonehenge and then just the swamp and the swampies and it's just John Abenary. It's just it's just a weird, quirky story that doesn't get a lot of love in fandom. So I think that makes me love it even even all. Yeah, no, fair enough. Well, similarly with me, I mean, I think Web Planet Mm -hmm. again, you know, gets a lot of derision, but it's just such a um, ridiculously ambitious nonsense there's if there's a way for them to do action figures from the web planet i'm just buying all of those immediately you got to have the uh ant people and the bee people in there i I don't see why you couldn't have monoptera and zarbi those seem to be pretty pretty i mean you'd have to do new sculpts i think is where it comes down that's the problem yeah yeah they're really only doing new head sculpts Mm -hmm. and new paint jobs so i don't think we're going to get that i just think it's just so ridiculously ambitious ridiculously ambitious um, makes it good with your dalek modification skills a zarbi might not be that far out you just take a action figure and then fashion kind of an ant body over it true true just stick some legs on an ant which (laughs) just get an ant that's the right scale um a model ant obviously and then just get some legs and stick them on the bottom of it and bam you've got your very own zarbi with the sea devils coming back, uh, do you think RTD will bring back the Zarbi? Let's, uh, let's hope so. Okay. It's, it's the return to Vortis. It's got to happen. <laughs> I think Just the... as a return to the moon of whatever the moon is <laughs> that the, the crawl lives on. Crawl. 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 I think it's third moon of Delta Magna. If it I... is the fir- third moon of Delta Magna, <laughs> indeed. My memory indeed. isn't playing tricks on me. The gassy, the gassy moon of Delta Magna. So yeah. I think we need to carry on here. And uh, we do. next time probably talk about some of these stories that we love, but we haven't talked about yet. And 
Perhaps the Web of Fear, if I put it out there, might be a good one since we have a shiny new disc release of it. I think so, and I've got a few little insights uh, courtesy of my watching Gary Russell speak about the process of the, the animation. So yeah, definitely. Um, Web of Fear next week. All right. Uh, we'll look forward to that. And thank you for listening to our 200th, our very first 200th episode of the Metabulous the 2 podcast. One. I have been trying to guess uh, what my co-host Ben's favorite stories are and not doing that great of a job. And I have been trying to guess what my co-host David's favorite stories are and doing a worse job than him. <laughs> not even 500. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah. Oh, well, never mind. Um, here's to the next 100 episodes. All right. Thanks for listening, everyone. Goodbye. I think we're trying to outthink each other on some of these. We are. It was exactly. There was a lot of like, hmm, double bluff and double bluff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Odd that we both had Silurians and pyramids on our list. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Well, there you go, you see. Cancel each other out. And again, I mean, smart, smart guess for robots. Um, But, um, yeah. I thought that was, that was like, that was the first one after, well, second one. I had Green Death and then Robots of Death. I think maybe it's too close in my mind. It's like, I, I don't think of it because it's like, anyway, yeah. Hmm. So. Oh, well. Oh, well, there you go. Your angry Vok will just be staring you down now. The angry Vok. <laughs>